0: Information discussed in this podcast may be sensitive in nature to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Tyler Andrew Stice would come home from school and do what a lot of young people do, grab a snack and then head to their bedrooms to play video games. Tyler is an avid gamer and loves computers and technology. In fact, in 2016, Tyler was going to college and his goal was to one day become a drone pilot for the police department, a goal he was working towards as he attended a community college near his home in Kingman, Arizona. In June of 2016, Tyler was working at a local furnishing store. On June 21st, Tyler had an early shift. He was scheduled to be at work at 5.30 a.m. When Tyler didn't show up, his boss became concerned. He wasn't able to reach Tyler at all, and finally he called Tyler's mom, Stephanie. Stephanie had thought he had gone to work, so she was also confused and worried. Phone calls were made, and people drove around to look for Tyler or his black Ford Mustang. Four days later, his car was found parked in Deer Canyon Recreation Area in the Wallapai Mountains area near Kingman. His car was oddly clean on the exterior, despite the very dusty and dirty surroundings that it was found in. Tyler was nowhere to be found. Where is Tyler Andrew Stice? Hello, and welcome back to the Where Are They podcast. Tyler's case is a case that we are revisiting. We originally told his story back in 2020. And while there aren't a ton of new developments, there have been some organized searches happening recently, and there is still a private investigator working on this case. This is one of those cases where really a few different things could be possible. And there was definitely some shady people in Tyler's life, which makes some of those theories have a little bit more merit. Some of those people were very close to Tyler. It's important to mention also that I'll discuss these possible theories at the end, but social media and true crime web sleuths have gone a little wild with this case. And I won't mention all of the crazy speculation that is out there. Tyler Andrew Stice was born February 8, 1996, in Arizona. Tyler grew up in a blended family situation, and in 2016, he was living in Kingman, Arizona, with his mother, Stephanie, and his father, Robert Brian Stice. Tyler remained close to his older half-sister, too, Jessica, who had moved out on her own by now. In 2016, Tyler was attending a local community college and was hoping to save money to be able to transfer to a college in Flagstaff, Arizona. It was his goal to pursue a job with the police department flying drones. Tyler loved computers and video gaming, and he was considered an introvert. He much preferred to be alone in his room playing games over being out socializing. Tyler did love his car, a black Ford Mustang. He enjoyed working on his car and he took good care of it. It was his pride and joy, so to speak. He worked on it every chance he could when he wasn't working or playing video games, that is. In 2016, Tyler was 20 years old, still living at home with his mom and dad, but he had an agreement with them, an agreement that he would pay rent and he would pay all of his own bills, which he did. Tyler's family said that he always paid his bills on time, was very responsible with money, and therefore was a hard worker. He had a few different jobs. We know that he worked at a Kmart department store for a while, but in May of 2016, he took a job with a furnishings company near his home in Kingman. Everyone who worked with Tyler commended his work ethic, from co-workers at previous jobs to those that were working with him at his new job. He was a good worker, He was also really good with money, knew he had bills to pay, and he was working towards a goal to transfer to another university. He had reason and motivation to go to work every day. So when Tyler called off of work on June 20th, 2021, it was quite out of the ordinary. His mom, Stephanie, had asked him why. Why did he call off? And his response was, He just needed a quiet day off. He needed a day to think and rest and relax. And while that was unusual for Tyler, it certainly seems plausible. I think anyone with a job has had a day like that. And Stephanie said he just hung out at home. He worked on his car a little bit. He worked with his dad in the garage for a while. And then he retreated to his room as usual. Nothing at all other than Tyler calling off work seemed out of the ordinary that day. The Disappearance The morning of June 21st, Tyler was scheduled to be at work at 5.30 a.m. His boss immediately started calling and looking for Tyler when he didn't show up. Two days in a row, now Tyler missed work seemed very odd and he hadn't called in. Of course, everyone at work had just hoped that he had slept in or was running late. But as the day went on, still no one could reach Tyler. His boss was becoming increasingly worried. Of course, he was also a newer employee at this place, only a month in or so. No one quite knew what to think quite yet. After being unable to reach Tyler throughout the day, his boss finally called Stephanie. And she was shocked when he said he couldn't find Tyler and that Tyler never came to work. She thought he had gone to work. In fact, there were signs that morning that Tyler had woken up and packed his lunch like he always did, and his car was missing. Stephanie didn't understand why Tyler just wouldn't show up for work, especially after getting up early as if he was going to work. Authorities were alerted, but Tyler was 20 years old. It doesn't seem too out of the ordinary for a 20-year-old to skip work. Perhaps he had intended to go in, but then changed his mind. His family was told to give it 48 hours and then reach back out to them. Every jurisdiction is different with regards to their policies, but please remember, you don't have to wait any length of time to report someone missing, even if they are an adult. For the next 2 days, family and friends called Tyler, but his cell phone was going straight to voicemail. Tyler's sister Jessica was also increasingly getting worried because she and Tyler were pretty close. They talked every day. Even if Tyler had decided to take off for a few days or leave town for whatever reason, she believed that he would have told her. Finally, 48 hours later, they were able to report Tyler Sice as a missing person. The search the search for Tyler and his black Ford Mustang had begun. Jessica was freaking out, although it was noted that Tyler's parents, Stephanie and Brian, didn't seem as worried, which of course caused speculation to run rampant throughout the town. Brian also has quite a history, which we'll get into briefly soon, and that definitely fueled the fires of speculation. While investigating, something led authorities to a local Walmart. Now, I can't be sure what brought them to looking at this Walmart. Perhaps it was bank records or cell phone records. But after reviewing surveillance footage at this store, they did indeed find something interesting. On June 19th, two days before Tyler disappeared, he was seen on surveillance footage buying a rifle at this Walmart. He was then seen purchasing ammo from a different store nearby right after. Now, this shocked everyone that knew Tyler. Tyler was not outdoorsy. He didn't like hunting, and he hated guns. So what was he doing buying a rifle and ammo? Another discovery came on June 25th, four days after his disappearance, when his car was found parked at the Deer Canyon Recreation Area in the Hualapai Mountains. The car was pristine, clean, and shiny, which is quite odd for a car that had been sitting outside for four days in this dusty desert area. An initial search of the car didn't really show any obvious clues to investigators, but family noticed some very odd details. For one, his personal effects were missing. His laptop bag was in the car, but the laptop wasn't in it his wallet was missing, as were the car keys and Tyler's cell phone. Also, a cup of tea was found in the car's cup holder. Now this is made into a big deal in a lot of online publications and of course with the internet web sleuths out there that have covered Tyler's story. So I'm going to mention it, but I'm honestly not really sure how significant this piece of information is. But apparently this cup of tea was from a local coffee shop and it was specifically a chai tea and Tyler's family said that Tyler hated chai tea was not something he ever would have bought he ever would have drank they specifically knew he would not have had this drink right away his family thought it must be someone else's tea perhaps a passenger in the car or someone else who had been in the car or been driving the car but later DNA tests would show that the only DNA found on that cup was indeed Tyler's. This really baffled his family, specifically his sister Jessica, who swore up and down Tyler would never drink HIT. Jessica also noticed that his camera was found in the trunk of the car. Tyler always had this camera with him, and she thought it was odd that it was in the trunk. If Tyler went anywhere, the camera would always go with him. He took it everywhere he went. Why was it left behind in the trunk of the car? A further examination of the memory card in the camera showed that most all of the recent photos taken had been deleted. This was something else that didn't make any sense to Jessica. Tyler's information was entered into the database so authorities could track any activity on his phone, his bank account, his social security number, driver's license, but there was zero activity anywhere. Search and rescue teams quickly descended upon the area to search for Tyler. It's a popular parking area for nearby hikes and scenic views and the search and rescue teams specifically for that area are well trained in those mountains the desert conditions and all of the challenges that that area brings on june 26 five days after tyler went missing and just one day after his car was found search teams went out with dogs to try and follow or find tyler's scent it was reported that they did find his scent and they were able to track it through the woods off trail towards a remote scout camp where they eventually seemed to lose the trail. And during that search, they found no signs of Tyler or any of his missing belongings. Let's look at a quick recap of the timeline of events. Sunday, June 19th, Tyler buys a gun and ammo. Monday, June 20th, Tyler didn't go to work. He decided to call off, which is very out of character. And Tyler told his mom and dad that he just needed some time to think and he needed a quiet day. He hung out with his dad that day for a bit and then ended up going to his room for the evening. Tuesday, June 21st, 530 a.m., Tyler allegedly left for work. It seemed he'd gotten up as usual, packed a lunch and left the house just as he always did. But Tyler never showed up for work. Saturday, June 25th, Tyler's car is found without his belongings except for his camera which was located in the trunk and a mysterious chai tea drink in the cup holder of the car. Sunday, June 26th, Search and Rescue heads out on the trails searching for Tyler. The dogs take them off trail and to a remote scout camp where they eventually lose the scent. Nothing at all belonging to Tyler was found on that search in the woods either. Kingman, Arizona Kingman is a city along the famous Route 66 in northwestern Arizona. The population is just over 33,000 residents. It's the major city that sits right next to the very scenic Hualapai. Mountains. Specifically, the Deer Canyon Recreation Area where Tyler's car was found is known for area hiking. But Tyler didn't like hiking. The Hualapai Mountains offer beautiful views and they bring in a lot of visitors every year. There are various mines throughout the mountains as well as some very treacherous hiking spots. The road that runs through the mountains, the road specifically where Tyler's car was located, it's very curvy and pretty remote. However, it does see its fair share of traffic due to all the visitors coming to the mountains. There are many different species of wildlife out there, and the weather in the mountains can vary greatly. Arizona in general is pretty hot, especially in the summer months. Kingman also sees many visitors because of Route 66 running right through the center of town. Kingman is also home to one of the Route 66 museums. Kingman itself isn't too far from the California border and also near Lake Mojave. What do we know about Lake Mojave? From the nps.gov website. Both narrow and shallow compared to Lake Mead, Lake Mojave lies between the Black Mountains to the east in northwestern Arizona and the El Dorado and Newberry Mountains to the west in southern Nevada. Most of the lake's length lies within the steep, narrow walls of black El Dorado, painted and pyramid canyons. Also sounds like a pretty treacherous area. Now, since Tyler was reported as missing from Kingman, it would be Kingman authorities that took charge of the case. Many people did fight to get some federal involvement, seeing as his car was found on parkland, but Kingman remained in charge. Many people would also go on to question Kingman law enforcement motives, but it seems that happens a lot in missing person cases. It would also seem this particular case does have its fair share of shady people. Stice Family Dynamics The Stice family has had some troubles, to say the least. Jessica Stice, Tyler's sister, suffered from some addiction and depression. It would be Jessica, however, that stood up the most for her brother. Tyler's mom, Stephanie, didn't seem as active in searching for her son. In fact, just days after Tyler disappeared, she and her husband took a vacation to Las Vegas. Tyler's dad, Brian Stice, is a whole story in and of itself. As the story goes, The day before Tyler had purchased the gun at that Walmart store, Jessica said she had a talk with Tyler. Jessica confessed to Tyler that Brian, who was Tyler's dad and Jessica's stepdad, had assaulted her when she was a child. In fact, this was proven in court and Brian had to register as a sex offender in the state of Arizona. Apparently, Tyler had been unaware of this. Stephanie remained married to Brian despite what he had done to her daughter. Because of this, and perhaps a lot of other family issues that were going on that we don't even know about, Jessica went down a dark path of depression and eventually addiction. She did go on to get married and have children of her own, but she still struggled. It was Jessica who set up the Facebook page to find Tyler, and it was Jessica leading search efforts for her brother. Jessica reached out and spoke to media and did everything she could think of to find Tyler. It was no secret that many people looked at the parents with suspicion. Their behavior was definitely odd. And remember, what we do know about Tyler's movements in the day before he disappeared was told to authorities by Tyler's mom and dad. Were they telling the truth? Both parents were polygraphed and both passed. But we all know how reliable or unreliable polygraphs can be. However, they did both pass those tests that were given to them, and authorities ruled them out as having anything to do with Tyler's disappearance. Tyler's dad also began driving Tyler's Mustang around town, something that many people expressed disdain over. Everyone knew how much that car meant to Tyler. But Brian said he was just trying to keep it running and take good care of it for Tyler. Tyler's sister Jessica sent Tyler a bunch of Facebook messages during his disappearance and they went unopened for about a month and suddenly one day those messages showed that they had been opened up and read. Jessica went straight to law enforcement to let them know. Law enforcement said it could have been their forensics team going through Tyler's electronics but they were never able to confirm this. In fact, Some reports state that they came back and told her that it was not their forensic investigators that opened it. I don't know at this point if we can say for certain one way or another. Sadly, in 2018, two years after Tyler vanished, Jessica took her own life. The pain and anguish she suffered in her life was beyond what anyone should ever have to deal with. Theories and Possibilities So what are the theories here? Number one, Tyler ran off to start a fresh life somewhere. This is brought up by a lot of internet armchair detectives, people who swear they saw Tyler or believe he is living behind an online profile somewhere. But there isn't any evidence to back this up. And law enforcement says that with Tyler being in the national database, if he tries to use his social security number or driver's license anywhere, it would send them an alert immediately. Theory number 2. Tyler bought the gun with the intent to harm himself. Is this what happened? A lot of people believe this too. But why did Tyler take certain items with him? Why would he take his laptop with him if he was going off into the woods to do something to himself? Or had he discarded of those items prior? to going up into the mountains. And if he went off into the mountains somewhere, why hasn't he been found after so many searches? It did seem that Tyler's family life had possibly been turned upside down days before, so he might have been in a bad state of mind. Theory number three, Tyler bought the gun to confront his father. Others have speculated that this was the reason Tyler bought the gun. He was going to confront his dad about what he had learned, a confrontation that possibly happened and went bad, very bad. This might explain the aloof behavior from his parents after Tyler vanished. Perhaps they already knew where Tyler was. Theory number four Tyler was coerced by someone online. Could this be a trafficking situation? Tyler had a history of being very active online. He'd spend hours online every day. Was he groomed? Was he convinced to go meet someone where maybe he was abducted? Number five, Tyler met with foul play at the hands of someone else. Is there someone else in this story? Someone that we don't know the identity of yet? Someone else perhaps in Tyler's life? Someone he had met online? Or possibly a complete stranger that Tyler had run into that day? So what do you think happened to Tyler Stice? Tyler was last seen in June 2016 in Kingman, Arizona. Tyler is described as a Caucasian male, six foot tall, and weighing around 130 pounds when he was last seen. Tyler was 20 years old and would today. Be 26. Tyler has brown hair and brown eyes. It is not known what he might be wearing. Anyone with any information is asked to contact the Kingman Police Department at 928 753 2191. Thank you for listening to Tyler's story today. Tyler has many friends and extended family members who still hope for answers someday. It's been six long years. Private investigators are still on the case, and it's likely, very likely, I think, that we will have answers someday, hopefully sooner rather than later. Make sure you are following us over on social media for any case updates, which we will post as they come in. If you have any case suggestions for us, and or any feedback on the show at all, please send me an email at canwefindthem@gmail.com at gmail.com or anytime over on social media. If you'd like to support our show and our mission, consider supporting us over on Patreon. We have a new episode going up this weekend just for our patrons. You can find the link in the show notes. We appreciate everyone's support thus far. It's been a tremendous year and we are going to keep working to bring you as many missing person stories as we can. A lot of these cases are just waiting for that one tip. Thank you again for listening to Tyler's story. We will be back again soon with another unsolved missing person case. And until then, stay safe and hug your loved ones.